everyone, I'm Jamie Floyd, and I'm on a journey right now. I'm trying to get to a better place mentally and work through my depression. I'm not a health professional and I don't have all the answers, but I am deeply committed to my healing. And on this podcast, you'll hear me go through this journey in real time. And uh, I hope that we can go through it together. Hey everyone, uh, welcome to uh, my first episode of um, My Depression Said What It Said. Um, or if you are uh, familiar with the reference, then it is My Depression Said What It Said. Um, oh my God, and the reference, I mean, if you're not up to date on it, it is, so yes, it's a scene from, well, that line is from Miss Nene Leakes from The Real Housewives of Atlanta. And that scene is, okay, so I'll do a quick rundown of uh, that scene and where that expression came from. So it is, it was at the reunion of these, of the housewife show. And the argument was that it was between Nene Leakes and Candy Burris. And Candy was calling Nene out because Nene had said something kind of like shady about her mom, about Candy's mom. And yeah, Candy's mom in that season, there was like a whole scene where she threw her shoe or tried to throw her shoe at Candy's best friend while Candy was trying on wedding gowns because she thought that Candy's friend was having an affair with Candy's fiance. So then Nini said something about it. I don't remember where, but she said something about it where she was like, something like, oh, I'm not like ratchet, like Candy's mom, or I don't know, something like that. And then, so Candy was like, well, you know, I don't feel like you should have brought my mom into it. And Nini was just unapologetic, not willing to back down, was like, well, I said what I said. But I was thinking about a title and I... You know, I realized that I have started the process of seeing my depression as its own separate entity, like sort of separating myself from my depression, um, which is advice that my psychologist gave me like like two years ago, um, which I'm now sort of finally, um, yeah, finally seeing the benefit of that. So really looking at my depression as yeah its own entity um you know just because i feel negative thoughts does not mean that i myself am a negative person uh you know those thoughts um of course they are a part of me but they are not necessarily me so it's my depression you know she's over there and i'm i'm over here so um so yeah creating that separation has helped me and and yeah let's let's get into this honestly i have had this podcast idea for many months now and i have been struggling with the process of actually starting it i have been procrastinating and you know Overall, I think the reason why it's it's taken me longer than I wanted to start it was because I, you know, I just kept hearing those annoying little voices in your head that are like, this is stupid. This is a dumb idea. No one cares what you have to say. Who do you think you are? 
um, you know, just a lot of self-doubt. So that really affected my, my motivation and even like, even being completely alone at home by myself, I am like scared to like talk out loud and like say the things that I'm thinking and the things that I want to say. Um, you know, I'm like here, like, well, at first I was like whispering into the microphone, um, uh, like afraid that maybe my neighbors can hear me. Um, but, but I, I, I'm doing it. Here we are. Um, I'm, I'm just ignoring all of that while trying to ignore it. Um, and, and yeah, I want to make this happen. And because I was struggling, I was like, oh, it'd be great to talk about motivation and depression and how that can affect motivation levels. And I, I am going to start off talking a bit about my childhood and, um, you know, I'm going to talk about motivation on a, a, a larger scale. So just certain events in my life that I feel like, um, have, triggered or have affected my motivation sort of as I move forward. Um, so I'll go through my childhood, you know, early adulthood and, um, and yeah. So let's see, um, growing up, I, I don't know, you know, looking back, I, I did look back at my childhood with sort of like, oh, it was okay. Like I have fond memories, but the more I think about it, the more I'm like, okay. I mean, you know, I, I, yeah, there were, you know, some things there that I think it was just easier maybe to gloss over uh, when I was younger. Um, so the one thing is I grew up, I didn't grow up with my father. So I grew up with my mom. I grew up in a household with my mom and my grandmother. Um, so so those were the, those are the people I consider my parents. Um, so... I grew up in a, a Jamaican household, so my family is Jamaican, um, and myself, I was born uh, in Canada, born in Montreal, Canada, and I, one of my earliest memories, which I'm also someone who, like, I don't remember a lot of my childhood, like, I really don't, like, some people are like, oh, when I was four, like, this happened, and when I was three, and oh, when I was six, da 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 I feel like my first memory is like when I was, was my first memory? I remember first grade. I remember first grade because I got bullied. Um, so I do remember first grade, but like I barely remember. Or what's before first grade? There's like a pre-K maybe, maybe like before, maybe like whatever is before first grade. I kind of remember. Um, but okay. Anyway, so I, but what I do remember in first grade, so yes, I do remember the kids in class, um, uh, making fun of me. I remember once I brought a, it was like a, I think it was like maybe it was, it was an end of the year, but it was like a, like a Friday kind of party thing. So everyone brought like snacks and stuff. And I brought ruffles, just like regular ruffles. And I just remember everyone like just making fun of my chips and no one like eating any of the snacks that I brought um, just because they didn't like me, which I, I don't even remember what that was about. Like, I, I don't remember. And I remember also um, there were these girls um, who 
yeah, they just picked on me. And I think it was because I was feminine and maybe they picked up on me being gay. But, like, I had just no idea. Just, I didn't get it. Uh, but I was also a very, very shy kid, which... I don't know. I have issues with the word shy. We will have a whole episode about my issues with that word. Um, But I do, um, you know, I was just quiet and calm and I was, and I still am those things. So yeah, I don't fully remember what their issue was. I just knew that like no one liked me in that class and I couldn't figure it out. And quite frankly, I still cannot figure it out because I still like run into some of those people and I'm just like, I don't get it. (laughs) Like, what did I do? Um, Yeah, so that's one of my earliest memories. And another memory I have is I wrote a letter to my mom. So this, once again, I'm fuzzy with the timeline of this. But this was definitely a few years after. But it was just a letter where I talked about being depressed. And I, I was not, this was not. This was like between first grade. I redid my first grade. So I did my first grade twice, um, which also was crazy to me because I was a straight A student. Okay. For the rest of my education. Um, But I like now looking back, I'm like, oh, well, maybe it was just like the stress of going through that and, you know, not fully understanding what was happening. Um, Yeah, I wrote this letter and I... Oh my god, I think I'm going to Yeah, maybe I can find that letter Because my mom has kept some things I've done But I wrote this letter and I was just talking about how I was depressed And I was really sad and like I didn't understand why And then I also wrote some of it as to like, you know I don't fully know why, but like you make me sad sometimes And that also will be a whole other episode is you know revolving around my depression and and my parents and uh, yeah that's gonna be a that's that's a big topic there but um all to say like I, I I just I sadness and those feelings were definitely always a part of me which I I think I felt like oh i'm just a sad person you know like that is just my energy that is just my aura um which now i reject that but growing up i definitely felt like more uh, more connected to those feelings and those emotions um which a i think you know it's fine to like the darker things in life and to you know i mean that's fine too but, um, I, I, you know, I still think you need to find, you know, you can enjoy the darker aspects of life, but still have your own joy and your own happiness. Um, but yeah, those are some of my earlier memories. Um, and then I wrote this a few years later, I wrote another letter where I was just like, I don't want to live here and I don't want to be here anymore. Um, that was also before high school. So I was like really at a young age where I was really going through a lot. But like I said, I don't remember. Like I, I don't remember being in those feelings. I have the proof that it happened. But I, for whatever reason, I, I don't, 
it's only like the past well thinking of this podcast that i was like oh i have had like hmm, i was always kind of talking about sadness and depression even when i was younger um which maybe i didn't even fully understand what that was um and yeah and then so moving forward after that um clearly i was into writing letters so i I really was into writing and literature um so after high school i studied um well so i'm in quebec so we have like a I guess a CJEP, um, which is like, I don't know, it's considered college. So you have like two to three years of that, and then you move forward to university. So I did literature in CJEP, um, college, um, and um, I got to experience journalism. So that was my passion. That's what I wanted to do leaving high school. I wanted to become a journalist. Um, so in college slash CJEP, um, I wrote for the school paper. Oh my God. So I'm listening back to some of this as I'm doing it. And I am just like snap. And this is like ASMR, like (laughs) just like all these random sounds, my mouth smacking. Um, sorry, (laughs) this, the, the sound quality will only get better. So during university, you know, it's one thing when you're in, like in high school, it's, I, I was like one of, you know, I was considered like the best in my English class, um, but I went to a French high school, so we were doing advanced English, but it was not, I don't know, maybe it wasn't to the level, I, or I think it's like considered that it's not necessarily at the level that it is in an English school, just like if you're doing French in an English school, you know, you're not doing French at the level that like I was doing French in my French-speaking school, but I was really good in English, um, loved writing, loved reading, um, all of that, and so, you know, I felt really confident leaving high school, and then in CJEP, also, I I had a column which was called um, and it was really just me talking about my experiences being the only black person in my program i was one of two if i'm not mistaken but pretty much every single class i had it was it was just there was just like white people which i was a new experience because my high school was very diverse so i you know we were just a hodgepodge of different ethnicities and um so i just thought oh this is life and this is what you know, this is what it's like, and this is what, you know, my settings will be like going forward. Same thing for elementary school, but like CJEP and university were the first experiences where I was like, oh, it, I will, okay, wow. And a full room of like, just like, not even like just white people, like not even other people of color, but like just white people. Um, so I had that column, which was, did well. Like it was actually like, you know, I do remember getting a lot of, um, uh, sort of praise for it and um so that made me feel good um i don't stand by some of the things that i said in that if ever anyone finds it um i, I did say one or two problematic things uh, but you know that was at the time um uh, but 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 don't try to find it thank you so after that experience i felt very confident going into university and then in university, you know, you sort of real, you're no longer the, you know, you're around other talented people as well. So I, I think I just, I always, 
I always felt inside that like, oh, you're not like that good of a writer. You're not like that good. But it was easy to just ignore that because A, I was doing well. Good things were happening for me. Um, and also, you know, I was not at a level or at a stage where I, f- I was having to kind of prove my my talent and everything yet you know it's like you're still in school you're kind of still in that bubble um but i always had that feeling kind of at the back of my head Um, but it was a very it was a much smaller voice at that time but i did notice throughout university you know that voice did get just a little louder you know a little louder here and there and then i did one of my first um sort of big internships um which was at um ctv um it's just canadian television yeah it's just canadian television um so it's just like a news station here in uh, canada and so i did an internship at the montreal division um i remember being just so nervous it was only for a month and it was basically me like shadowing different reporters every day and then i got to create my own new story at the end of it and i got to like you know edit it and sort of record voiceover and the whole thing i'm um, like my own news piece but i was so nervous like i i, I felt so out of my element i felt so just not um I, I was just really nervous and really uneasy the whole time. And I remember at the end of it, so the news piece I did, um, so I did it and I showed it to um, uh, the the head boss, who at the time he, I forget what it was, I think he was like away in my last week. So it was like the assistant head boss. And, you know, it was not a a pleasant experience, you know, in our journalism classes, we're sort of used to, you know, we kind of just critique each other, you know, you sort of, you know, that was kind of what my classes were like when we did like any video projects or news pieces, the whole class would watch it and then everyone would kind of butt in and give their opinion, um, which is fine, you know, and it, it does kind of, you know, you do get to have that level of critique, um, but hearing that critique from someone in a position to maybe like give me an actual opportunity um you know that that was hard to hear because he he did he was just not he didn't like my video um and he was like you know you need to i don't like he was just like you know the writing doesn't really work and um you know the visuals aren't really strong and um you know he kind of be really ripped it apart in a, a respectful way but you know having that experience i was like okay he's right okay wow okay uh, but still i was like okay you know hey i did it i'm proud of myself and hey now i know um but then i also got um feedback on my video from the the head anchor of um we'll just say the, you know Y'all know who that is, but uh, the head anchor. And that was a brutal. That was, that was brutal. Um, 
it was my last my last day like my last hour being in that building of doing my internship and you know they were like you should try sounding angry because like this you like you need to kind of project a bit more which is great that was actually a good critique um but overall it i really left with the impression like i ain't shit <laughs> you know like i um do like at least in that moment i do not have what it takes um which i i do remember that day i remember leaving the building feeling a like i just started feeling comfortable there but it was my fourth week like it was you know too late i had just kind of started feeling comfortable around people and i remember feeling like well you know not everyone can say that they got you know this level of critique from um you know such a respected uh, person in our industry um and i remember saying like you know they're right there are things i definitely could work on and need to work on but it really just amplify that voice, that little voice in the back of my head that was like, ah, so you are not good enough. So you don't have what it takes. And I think that was like the first moment where that voice like really took a, a real big seat in my mind. You know, like it was no longer in the background. It kind of, it pushed itself to the forward, to the front of my mind. Um, so I remember walking I didn't walk home, but I walked, I walked a substantial amount of distance, um, so toward just uh, like I took, I didn't, I don't, I didn't live near that area. So I had to take public transport. Um, but I did, I did do a long walk where I just kind of thought about a lot of, a lot of what was said. Um, but I still, you know, so I, that day was, you know, was a bit of a, a low point but um did not stop me you know i still felt like i can do this and then i had a second internship later that year actually which was at um the cbc and that was in um i got to go to their uk offices so i got to like live in london which was such a fantasy um and i actually have family in london so it was anyway we'll get into that my dad um part of the families from there and like I said that's another episode but you know that that so in that internship I was it was more of an active role I was a, a researcher there and I was also sort of shadowing them on you know news stories and during that entire internship I felt super confident that this is what I wanted to do this is what I would do um, and what happened at the end of that internship is that I got to, you know, everyone is given the opportunity to write a story that will appear on the CBC website. So you'll get to write your own story, have your own byline, which is very exciting. Um, and I did work on a story, which I, I'll give you guys just the, the short version of this. So I worked on the story. It was contingent on this paper that this um, this doctor was going to release. So it was contingent on like the release of his paper that was being peer reviewed. Um, so I, you know, I 
this internship ended in November and it was supposed to come out in February. His paper was supposed to be released then. Um, but that did not happen. So there were a lot of delays. So during the time that I had the article finished, I had um, worked with the online producer for the CBC website. So we had the article all done and complete by kind of February time. But we were just waiting on that paper to be released. So once again, this voice in the back of my head is getting, you know, it's, it's loud now. And, you know, I felt like he... Um, the the producer of the story did not, you know, I just got the impression that he didn't really care for the story. You know, he didn't really care for it because um, he basically all the critiques he gave me about the story were kind of the opposite of the critiques that I received from the um, other journalists when I was at the CBC, where they were like, you know, you should make this more of a, a story, um, you know, kind of introduce characters and he was kind of like no this should just be like a straightforward like this is the paper this is the report kind of vibe which whatever i did what he wanted to um because you know i still wanted my byline um and then what happened was so once again i, I was checking in every day with the writer of this paper trying to find out like when is it going to come out um you know he didn't really have a sense of it and then finally, like, remember, it was the week of, like, one of my final exams for university. And it was, like, the Friday, like, afternoon. And he, I got an email from him, and he was like, the paper comes out on Monday. I was like, oh, my God, what? I was like, okay. Um, so I email the writer, um, the producer of the online CBC site, um, which in emailing him, I see that he has an out of office, and he's, like, on vacation for a week. And I'm like, oh, great. It's good timing. Um, so I email him, but he does answer right away. And he's like, hey, you know, I'm away now and I'm not going to have time to like give this article a final proofread. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, I don't think we'll be able to push it through. And I was like, oh, is there maybe someone else in the office that could look at it or that could read it? And he was like, ah, oh, no, not right now. He was like, you know, but you're free to, you know, shop it around. You can, you know, try to get it in you know at ctv or try to get it in elsewhere which i don't know i remember at the time feeling like okay like if this was something that you really you know wanted to publish like i'm sure i don't know i just felt like i'm sure there's a way to get it published or even if it's not published like the same day that the paper comes out like is there no like other option of getting it out and, you know, I don't think I maybe pushed hard enough on that. But once again, it's like that voice is in the back of my mind telling me like, oh, you're not really, you know, you're not really that good. You're not really that talented, which I think in the moment, you know, and I it's like I'm trying to get over this. But it's definitely like a little regret that I have that I, I just did not. Maybe I didn't like fight hard enough. For my article which now i'm like i don't know did i have to fight hard enough for it like that was like kind of part of the internship part of the deal is like you get to have that and um you know i i, I just was like i don't know even if he wasn't on vacation i felt like he maybe would not i don't know maybe he wasn't that into it or didn't really want to publish it um, so in the end, you know, I, I wrote it and I, I didn't even bother to kind of try to shop it around elsewhere. I just felt, I remember feeling really defeated 
really just like, huh, okay. Which, you know, is not the spirit or the attitude you should have. But once again, it's like that voice, it just, I think at that moment, that voice was just, once again, that experience just put that voice at full capacity. Um, Like full on like, aha. And then of course, like a few months later, the other person who did that internship after me, you know, their article was published and I was just like, oh, okay, great. And I remember that being the moment where I was like, okay, I don't know that I wanted, I just felt like I I didn't feel comfortable doing journalism anymore because, um, you know, I, I just really completely believed that voice. So yeah, I just felt like, you know, hey, I got like, few signs now that you know this is maybe just this is not for me you know like I'm not I I just I don't have the skill level or the talent to really do this um so yeah that that's how I felt after those two experiences um and you know I'll get into later on kind of what I'm doing now and I would say that this doing this podcast is you know for me a bit of a return to journalism a bit of a return to to to, to that art form doing it in a way that makes sense to me that feels uh, natural and organic to me but uh, but yeah those were those experiences which like I said just made me just kind of once again it, it, it it's like they just confirmed what the fear that I always had all along um, I also want to say like I'm not bitter or upset about anything or any of those people or any of those experiences, like definitely not, you know, um, yeah, no, I, I'm not, uh, like, Oh, you know, damn him. And he didn't publish my article and whatever. Um, truly like I am definitely over that. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, it stinged, you know, it stinged. And I think, you know, we're used to hearing stories and opportunities, you know, we're used to hearing success stories, you know, a lot of success stories and, you know, people who kind of really sigh, seize the opportunity, seize the moment. Um, and I felt like with those experiences, like I fell short, like I did not seize those opportunities, um, which really made me feel like, Oh, because I'm not worthy because I'm just, I'm not good at, at what I was doing. Um, and it, it just left me overall with a really big sense of shame, um, which is a lot of my depression. You know, I'm curious to hear about others, but like, I, I know that's like the big emotion that a lot of my depression has been around like fear slash shame, but mostly shame. I felt like ashamed that I did not have that article publish. Um, I felt ashamed that like my first try at a, you know, news piece for CTV, like was not good. Didn't go well, you know? And I remember um, near the end of university also working on like a demo reel with my, my, one of my best friends. Um, and so, you know, I would film her and then she would film me doing like these, just like doing intros, um, to news pieces. And, you know, even in that moment, I remember like when she did it, I was just like, wow, she's so good. She's so natural. And I just felt like, oh, I don't have that. (laughs) Like, I do not have that. 
Um, which once again, it's like you compare yourself and you get in your head and you say that like, you know, uh, yeah, you just like don't have the confidence to, for me, it was the confidence to a move past that, to still kind of push through that. Um, so, so that was one part of it. Um, and it was also, you know, the confidence to not compare myself to others, like to not, which is something I still struggle with a lot. Um, and I know like you shouldn't do it, but for me, I'm always like, how, you know, people are always like, don't compare yourself, you know, just be confident. And I'm always like, how, <laughs> like, how, <laughs> how like like what is the playbook like like right like are there instructions to this love yourself and be confident like i I don't know how to do it um i struggle with that a lot um you know the how to do that um yeah you know i I have some there's some things that have worked for me along the way um one thing is you know even when I was depressed a lot, I was not depressed like every single moment of every single day. There was, you know, even at the lowest points, there was maybe like a day where like half of the day I felt good, let's say. And so what I do now is, you know, I have now it's a little more balanced where I have, you know, moments of feeling good, moments of feeling bad, but it's like, I don't know if 50-50, but it, it's a lot. There's a lot more balance. Whereas, you know, at some of my darkest points, it was like 30% of the time I felt like, okay. And then like the other percent, I just felt like shit. Um, but, you know, I do try in the moments that I do feel good to really like amplify that feeling of goodness and really kind of talk myself up, um, which... I don't know. I do think it helps my recovery time when I'm not feeling good. You know, like if I can like fully maximize like my good moments and my good feelings, um, it, it's, it, it gives, it creates a more lasting impression in my mind. So when I'm depressed or not feeling well, which when I'm depressed or not feeling well, I'm depressed or not feeling well, like nothing is going to like, you know, I, it's it's like my mind is impenetrable at that time almost like nothing nothing rational can kind of poke through it um but I do find that like having like just amplifying that positive um mindset that positive energy um it, it, it just, it, it starts to take up a little more space in your mind. So like slowly over time, like I do find my recovery time for being sad and being depressed is maybe it's, it's a little shorter now than it was. So to give you guys an example and to get back to the main point, which is motivation is like the reason why I was having a lot of trouble starting this podcast is because I felt like once again, that voice, like you ain't shit. Um, you know, why are you doing this? No one cares. You know, you, you couldn't do journalism. Like, why are you doing this? Which, you know, of course, podcast is, you know, I consider journalism in that sense, but it's, it's still related. 
Um, so it was really hard for me to kind of hype myself up to do this. And like, I literally, you know, I did this thing and me and my friend were talking about it. We're like, you know, you're like, if I just get this one thing, then that's it. And I can start and this is perfect. And I just need that. And then I'll do it. And then you get that thing and you're like, okay. Hmm. So, you know, you still have to kind of talk yourself up to like actually do it. So for me, I, I didn't like my living arrangement before. I didn't feel comfortable, um, you know, talking kind of in an open space about some of these issues. So I was like, hey, I need to move. Um, and then once I move, like, that'll that's all I need. You know, I'll be able to start this podcast and to start this. And, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to get the podcast equipment. So I got some stuff and... Once again, like I had everything and like still could not start like microphone in my face, laptops on and running. And like I still was like, I, I can't do this. So yesterday I had a little breakdown. Well, it started on. What are we today? It started today. Well, today, I mean, the day I'm recording this, it's Tuesday morning. So it started on Sunday. Where I, you know, once again, that voice just kind of kept coming back. And um, I was, I, I started a little on Sunday morning. And then by like the afternoon, I was just like defeated. Um, so I had a bit of a breakdown. And then yesterday morning, um, a great, great, great friend of mine called. And we spent the day together and they really kind of helped me. Um, you know, just gave me, like I said, like just even getting just a little boost. It's like, I just run with it now. I'm just like, oh, okay, I feel a little good. Like, oh my God. Okay. Run, 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 run. Like, I'm just like, I'm like, okay, I got to like try to sort of knock everything out because I know that it's, you know, it's, it's still very like fleeting for me. Um, but motivation is a hard thing because you feel like, I know I feel like I need to talk myself up. I need to hype myself up. And when I'm not able to do that, I feel like I am a failure. You know, I feel like, like, why can't I be happy? Like, I know like that was the biggest thing for me. Um, during my depression was like, a f it's like, it's not just being sad, but it's like, I get so frustrated that I didn't feel good like I get so frustrated with myself that I allowed myself to get depressed like that's like the biggest thing where like you know I'm just like why like why can't I just like get it together and you really really beat yourself up and you really kind of start to think that like something is wrong with you you know, because you hear all this advice all the time, like, you know, just think positive and just, uh, you know, um, you know, just look, look, think of the good things in life. And, you know, other people have it worse and da, 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 da. and that just crushes you because I'm just like, like, you think I want to be sad and depressed? Like, that is the last thing I want. Like, I want to be happy, but I like I don't know how. You know, people are just like, just, just do it. Just, just start it. That's great that that works for you, but that, that doesn't work for me. I can't just snap my finger. Did you guys hear the snap? I might add an effect. I just can't my fingers and be happy. Um, 
yeah, it just it doesn't work like that. So, like I said, one technique I do is just because life is kind of like a pendulum and, you know, eventually you'll swing back. So I just learned to like, even if it's like I have an hour of the day where I feel good, like really enjoy that hour, like really like relish in that hour, like really like, oh, I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to feel this. Um, and, and over time it does slowly help, but it's like, that's the other thing too. Um, you know, when people talk about depression and like, yes, I, you know, I'm going to get into a lot of this, um, in the next episodes, but you know, like I feel like I was like fully depressed for three and a half years, like three and a half years from the age of like 25 to like, I'm 29 now, I'd say maybe like 28 ish. Um, is that four years? Okay. Also, I'm not like, listen, you know, I don't expect I need to do fast math in this podcast, but that's just, don't, don't laugh at me because I don't know my, uh, fast math. Okay. I'm a, I'm a writer. Okay. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm an artist, deep soul. Um, no, fast math is my weakness, but, but anyway, so you get my point. Um, I felt like, yeah, you just feel, trust me, I want to snap my fingers and get out of it. Um, but it's, it's not, it, it just does not work that way. So there's a lot of frustration. And like I said, going back to it, there's a lot of shame. Like, I just feel like ashamed that I'm sad. Like, I'm like ashamed that... You know, I, I just feel like shame when things don't work out, which I, I don't know why, you know. And like I said, I'm really curious to hear what other, like if that is, if that plays a part in other people's depression or other people's feelings. Um, I haven't researched specifically shame too much. Um, I, I did talk about it with my psychologist, which I, I highly recommend that as well. well I want to have a whole episode of, you know, depression and psychology. Um, but I don't remember, you know, them saying, I don't remember if shame came up. Most likely did. Thank you everyone who is listening. I, I really appreciate it. And you can also follow me on Instagram at the Jamie Floyd. Um, on Twitter as well, at the Jamie Floyd. And you can follow the official Instagram account for the My Depression Said What It Said podcast, which uh, the handle is My Depression Said. Thank you. And yeah, um, I will see you guys. I'll see you guys soon. I'll see you guys soon. I'll be doing a lot more of these. So yeah, see you guys soon. And um, yeah, let me let me think about, you know, shame and kind of the role that that has played um, and, and sort of where, yeah, I'm just going to think about shame a little more. Um, all right. Ciao.